This is Campus Voices. Issues, news, and notes from the campus of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. A public affairs presentation of 90.3 KRNU. Good morning. Welcome to Campus Voices. I'm Rick Alloway. I thank you for your time this Sunday morning. Two guests this week on Campus Voices to talk about the upcoming Vision Maker Media Film Festival, which will take place online entirely coming up August 31st through October the 5th. And to talk about it with us is Rebecca Schlichting, the Assistant Director, and Alana Stone, who is the Project Coordinator. Thank you both for taking time to be with us today. Yeah, thank you for having both of us today. Let's start by just defining what Vision Maker Media is for folks that have not heard of the organization. Sure, yeah, we're a nonprofit located on East Campus in the NET building. A lot of people actually don't know about us around here. Uh, we are a Native, or Native American organization that promotes uh, and helps Native filmmakers who want to share their stories. And so we support them by um, different funds from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting or other grant monies to uh, complete. Right now we have two different calls. We have a documentary long form for public media, and then we have a short story form as well. And that's a fellowship that we just started this past year with help from the Logan Foundation. So uh, we're, we're pretty much just dedicated to sharing the na na Native narrative. How old is the organization? I believe we're over 40 years old. We're coming up on 45 years. My goodness. Well, that's a tremendous track record of, uh, of making this kind of content available to lots of folks and opening the doors to some filmmakers that I suspect might otherwise have a bit of a, um, a problem getting their work shared in the large commercial theaters that we deal with. Yes, definitely. There is not a whole lot of support for native filmmakers working on their own stories uh, to, to be uh, quite frank, we're the one of two uh, funding entities that fund Native filmmakers to share their stories. And so it's, it's very hard out there to get our stories um, even played in mainstream media. And so all of our films go to public media for free. And so that's really great. Um, but we're always doing everything we can to ex broaden the experience and help others. And, and uh, this film festival is part of that. So how old is the film festival itself? How long has it been around? This will be the eighth biannual film festival. And so we, we do it every other year. Um, and that might change now that we're going online. And uh, so, yeah, this will be the eighth year of it. Let me ask uh, Alana, now that you, know, we, you were all set to do the in-person version of this up until mid-March, and then uh, along came the little thing called the pandemic that upended a lot of people's uh, expectations for the rest of this year. What was the first thoughts that were going through your minds as you were looking at this project you had planned and had to figure out how to retool it? Uh, well, our first thought was obviously to cancel the festival because we didn't want to, you know, put anyone at risk. And we, we canceled the festival as soon as the university shut down campus. And our first thought was to uh, reschedule the festival, which we did. We rescheduled, we postponed it until August, and we planned to have another in-person festival, but with the pandemic still going on, we came up with um, a second option to hold it online. And um, during 
the months of the pandemic, we just kept planning for an online festival and an in-person festival. And then we took it to our different um, sponsors and we asked them if they would feel comfortable with an in-person festival or an online, and we decided to go with the online option. Rebecca, you alluded to the fact that this might, um, this is a biannual event, but you're going to sort of wait and see what the reaction is to the one this year in terms of whether or not to go back to in-person or keep it online. Uh, I know there are a lot of groups and organizations who have found, wow, this online thing really isn't all that bad in terms of broadening the reach worldwide to people who would not be able to come to Lincoln, Nebraska or whatever your, you know, your venue was for it. Um, is there a chance that you might decide to just keep it as an online event, depending on how it turns out? Yeah, that's definitely uh, something that we're looking into. And we are very excited about having the opportunity to share our films worldwide. And it's not just our films. We, we've curated a selection of films that are made by or about indigenous filmmakers and, and about indigenous um, communities. And so we, we're pretty sure that this is going to have a really big reach and that we'll be able to keep going global with it in the future and maybe do a partial, when we can convene in person again, do a partial in-person festival so that we can still have that local um, impact, uh, but also keep the online element too. So you mentioned the term indigenous communities for folks who are perhaps new to your organization. Uh, Operationally, how do you define indigenous communities? So far right now, some of our films include um, from the indigenous peoples in New Zealand, Australia, Canada. Um, Sometimes we also include Latin America. I'm not sure that we have any films from Latin America this time around, but it's uh, just the first peoples of that land. And uh, we have different partnerships with those uh, communities around the world. So that's how, that's pretty much how we're defining it. But clearly in the, the worldwide nature of the online version sets this up, but it, it clearly is international in its scope then and, and uh, allows people to see fine work by folks from all over the world. Definitely. And there are a lot of really good support for indigenous films around the world. America, I think, is way behind in, in terms of that support since we're only one of two funding entities for native um, cinema. It, it, and it's really sad, you know, and... Uh, there's just not a lot of government support for this or any other support really. So uh, we did try to highlight a lot of Native American, American specific films. So let's talk about the structure of of how this uh, will all go together. I know you've got a website set up specifically for it, uh, but if people are interested in getting involved, how do they find it and what kinds of content will they find? Alana? Um, So, you will go to our website and it's uh, visionmakermedia.org and you can sign up for um, updates, film updates. It'll pop up as soon as you open our film festival page that you can sign up for our newsletter updates. And we will let people know um, via newsletter emails and text messages. You can sign up for text messages as well about uh, what films are scheduled and how to sign up to get a link to view the films. What um, And when people here sign up, sometimes they may think, oh, it's going to cost something. But there's no cost involved in this, is there? No, this film festival is free. We just require that you sign up. And um, just because we don't want all of the films to be out there for everyone to, or I I mean, it's for everyone to see. But we want to kind of 
get a number for how many people are going to be viewing our films. Sure. You need some analytics. Everybody, everybody online deals with yeah. analytics. So we understand that. You have an impressive array of sponsors. A number of people, I looked at, when I looked at your website, uh, I was pleased to see the number of organizations and uh, private businesses, but also nonprofits that have said, yeah, this is important to us. We're going to help you get involved. Was this an easy sell to people? Yeah, we also have a lot of tribal involvement too. Uh, and we started with all of that locally. And we've asked local tribes and local businesses to support this. And uh, since the online uh, portion has come out, we've decided to take it national and reach out to national and um, some Canadian organizations that are um, uh, indigenous owned. And so it's growing even farther, which is great. And it's pretty exciting. There's quite a bit of content on the visionmakermedia.org site uh, besides just the, uh, the film festival coming up. There are a number of other things that people can tap into and look at as well. And we'll circle back to that in a minute. But can we maybe touch on some of the what you think are most interesting or uh, exciting video entries in the film festival that you've seen? Yeah, so we have some of our um, our own films like Blood Memory and Sisters Rising, which will premiere at our film festival. And uh, Rebecca can talk a little bit more about both of those films because she worked closely with those filmmakers. Rebecca? Yeah, Blood Memory is about um, what the Canadians called a swoop, but it was a time when a lot of Native uh, children were stolen from their homes and adopted out of their homes. Um, and, that, and that was... Um, happening that even happens today but it, that's a part of the cultural genocide and um it's still slowly and quietly happening but that that's a film that sort of talks about the history of that and talks about how it's happening today and it follows um sandy whitehawk in particular who's really on the forefront of this movement of um healing for, healing uh the adoptees and helping them return to home and there are also, and we are also doing Sisters Rising, which is a missing and murdered indigenous film. Um, it's made by women, about women. Uh, and it's, uh, it's pretty great. It follows a few women who are on their own journeys of seeking justice for missing and murdered indigenous women. And, and in short, MMIW, that's, a, that's the hashtag. And if you haven't heard of it, I would suggest looking it up. It's really fascinating, the amount of um, women who are indigenous in this country and around the world who are um, stolen and missing and murdered and uh, and not reported. And those statistics just aren't reported. And a lot of times their murderers are never found or the FBI, sometimes it comes down to the FBI to uh, do the investigation. And sometimes it's too late by the time it gets to them for them to get any really good evidence. There's a lot of issues that go into this um, problem. There's also a jurisdiction issue with if it happened on a reservation, who has the jurisdiction, things like that. And so it tackles a lot of those issues. And it's it's also really empowering because there are women uh, leaders in their communities who are trying to prevent this from happening by doing things like a young women's boxers group or or a martial arts group, um, things like that. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, And those are two of our films. And uh, there is another one about um, called We Will Stand Up. And I can't pronounce the um, the first part of it, but it's a uh, it's also about a missing. Uh, it's actually a boy because oftentimes that's um, not they don't talk about the missing murdered um, boys too. But the, there are other more uplifting films. We have a youth block 
too, which we have each um, section, uh, each week will be a different theme. And so I would definitely, uh, Elena, can you talk about the different themes in each week? Uh, yes, yeah, so we will have around five to seven films available each week, starting on August 30th to October 5th. And then our themes are activism, environment, youth, uh, women empowerment, and there's one more, history. So each week we'll have a different theme, and um, those films will be available for a week starting on Monday, and then, or Monday, August 30th. And one thing that we haven't promoted online yet, which you will be the first to know, is that we will be having Q&As each week with filmmakers and the people featured in, in different films. So I think we have about 15 different Q&As as of now. That's something else the online environment can foster uh, more easily than having to bring all of those folks to Lincoln is they can do the Q&A from wherever their home is on whatever continent. So what a great opportunity to have uh, the interaction face-to-face, as it were, with some of those filmmakers. That's a great addition. And one of the nice things about the online as well is that uh, you know, if you were having it in person, you'd probably have to have screenings at specific times. People would need to be there at that particular time. Here now, they can watch it at their leisure as many times as they like. And uh, I think that just, to me, this just opens up all kinds of fascinating new avenues for you. But if somebody looks at one of these and they say, well, I really want to add that to my collection. Is there an opportunity to download these, purchase them? Uh, How do you connect with an audience that might want to have this in their own collection? Yeah, that is a really good answer. Um, A lot of times when we have festival films, they're on the festival circuit, and so they're not available for a DVD purchase yet. Um, And that'll be the case for, I think, all of these films. And with the exception of one of our older films that's going to kind of make a comeback called Moroni for President. Um, And that one is about uh, a a gay Navajo man who's running for president of the Navajo Nation. It's pretty pretty funny and pretty awesome. I love that film. Um, That one will be available on our website uh, DVDs, I think, might be available by then. Um, we're still working out those details. So some of, so at least that one would be available. We do have other films that you can purchase on our website um, that that are Vision Maker films, and that, so those would be documentaries specifically. Uh, in terms of purchasing the rest of these, uh, you would just have to kind of follow the film. I would suggest follow the film on Facebook because then they they will probably post when the DVD is available. Excellent. So if you want one that's not available yet, as we say in the broadcast business, stay tuned and that will likely be available at some point down the road. Yeah, exactly. The theme overall for this, I noticed, was community with the emphasis on unity at the end. Uh, What was the genesis for that phrase and did you consider changing it at all when you went online? So we chose uh, the theme community because we were partnering with uh, different Uh, local organizations around Lincoln when we first started our in-person festival. So the, we used to have our film festival only at one place and we decided to just go out throughout the community and move our festival to different locations every day. So that's how we came up with the theme community. And then with us going online, we thought that the theme still resonated with making this a worldwide film festival and all of us coming together to be together during the pandemic and watch these films together online. Well, I think it's a great theme uh, all the way around. How did, just out of curiosity, how did each one of you first uh, find out about 
vision maker and uh, what was the uh, what was it that made you say this is something I really need to be part of personally Rebecca you want to start yeah sure uh, I, I was a um, junior at the University of Kansas uh, studying journalism and my tribe emailed me and said hey here's this internship opportunity it's due tomorrow so I was like eh, okay I'll apply and it was backpack reporting on indigenous issues and that's exactly what I wanted to do because I, I just want to help my people and so and I have the media background and so I went through with the application and ended up getting the internship and I spent the summer in Lincoln Nebraska and um, didn't realize until I got there that it was a nonprofit. And in fact, I couldn't really tell what it, what the organization did at first because um, they were called Native American Tele, Telecommunic, Public Telecommunication, wait, NAPT. Yep. Yeah. Native American Public Telecommunications. Yeah, that's such a long, <laughs> and I was like, what is telecommunications? I have no idea. It doesn't roll off the tongue easily, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah, and so um, I, I was pretty confused, but they were in the process of changing their name to Vision Maker Media, and I like I like it. People call us Vision Makers, and that's really um, what we're about. Is you know, visions are a, a big part of the Native culture and um, a big part of our storytelling. And so I love that. That's um, it, it. Sort of has two meanings in that way. It has the tr cultural reference, and then also you know, visionary for the future and uh, what we're going to bring together as native um, people in this new space and uh, using new media and things like that. And so, um, yeah, just being a, a native person from Kansas who grew up wanting to help her people, you know, and th that's exactly what we do. We're helping native, native people get a voice and be heard in this world. So that's how, that's how I came across it. Alana, what's your story of getting involved? Um, so I grew up in Lincoln and I, I'd heard about Vision Maker or NAPT throughout the years. And my grandmother was actually friends with our previous executive director, Shirley Sneavy. And it was when I was a sophomore in college and Shirley was looking for more student workers. And she brought it to my grandma's attention that she was looking for student workers. And she asked if I would apply for the position. And that's how I got to working with Vision Maker Media. And here you both are, even after those few years have gone by, you're still with it. It must, I would think this one must be incredibly rewarding work. Am I right on that? Oh, definitely. It is. You know, when you, especially when we get to work with the filmmakers and how passionate they are about their individual stories or um, it's, it's like every person that we work with is in it to make a change and to make a difference. And it's not about the money at all. I mean, you don't make much money in uh, public television or in independent documentaries. In fact, you, you lose a lot of money. You use a lot of your own money to make this happen. It's more of a, um, sometimes for them, a, uh, a passion that they seek on the side of their career and uh, because it just doesn't pay the bills. But um, that just goes to show how, uh, passionate and hardworking our filmmakers are. And it's really amazing to be a part of that experience and also a part of the conversations that go on with all of these. And, uh, you know, really, we've just been silenced for so many years or not able to speak out because of um, the history of what we've been put through um, with the U.S. government and things like that. And that there's still a lot of distrust between Native communities and, and um non-native communities and that you know the those indian wars and, and things like that you, that they say you know and um 
for instance, uh, Wounded Knee, that massacre that happened at Wounded Knee in South Dakota, for, for us, that was only a couple of generations ago. And for some of us, that's, that's our history of our people that happened to our great, great whatever, you know, and it's very alive to us. And it's very here and a part of our lives and it has affected each generation down the line or, or boarding schools. And you'll learn a lot about that through these films too, is how um, these different experiences that we went to have shaped us today and how we're, this is a generation that is bringing it full circle where the healing generation is what they say. And um, we're really trying to heal all of those wounds that we've um, come across and, and throughout these generations and the ones that keep keep uh, going, you know, generational trauma. And so it's really important to be uh, in the forefront of that and to continue to inspire the youth to be healing rather than go through these circles of, um, or these cycles of abuse and things like that that we've been through already. The film festival is one of um, several different tabs that are available on your website. And so what are some of the other resources or uh, visual opportunities that people will encounter when they go to visionmakermedia.org? Yeah, you can see a lot of our films uh, that we have available in, in broadcast or for, for sale. We also have um, a blog that talks a lot about the different opportunities that we give our filmmakers in addition to film funding. We do a lot of um, producer trainings or partnerships. Um, we're part of a European film market with other indigenous groups where we try to collectively sell our um, stories, <laughs> I guess, across the world or, you know, to share those stories, to get them out there. And um, yeah, there's a lot of really great photos from our, uh, from our um, different films. And we, we just, redid the website. I don't know if you've been on there recently, but just mm -hmm. as, yeah, as of last week, we totally redid it. And so it's more image heavy and it's beautiful. It looks so great. Um, you can also go on there to learn about how to fund your own film if you're a native filmmaker and you're looking for funding. It really is a beautiful site uh, all the way around. And it's visionmakermedia.org, visionmakermedia, all one word, and then .org. And you'll find a, just an absolute uh, wealth of material on there to go through and look at. Uh, so remind us again what the dates and times are of the uh, online film festival and how folks can bridge into it. Uh, the dates are August 30th to October 5th. The films will go live at 11 a.m. Central Time on our website, visionmakermedia.org. Sounds wonderful. Well, I wish you all the best in this online venture. I'm just, I'm fascinated by the topic and I think uh, an online international film festival matches up so well with the name of your organization. And uh, I'm just thrilled to see it come together like this and very happy for you that the um, COVID-19 pandemic did not completely disrupt your plans and may in fact have broadened them a little bit. So I, I wish you all the best and hope you're overrun with people signing up to come watch these wonderful films. Great, thank you so much for having us today. My pleasure. My guest this morning on Campus Voices from Vision Maker Media here in town, Rebecca Schlichting, Assistant Director, and Alana Stone, who's the project coordinator for their first ever online international film festival coming up again August 13th through October 5th with a different range of great films to watch every week. This has been Campus Voices. I'm Rick Alloway, and as always, I thank you for your time this Sunday morning. 
This has been Campus Voices, issues, news, and notes from the campus of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. To comment on this program, call 402-472-3054 or email to krnu at unl.edu. Campus Voices is a public affairs presentation of 90.3 KRNU, Lincoln.